0: Chicago Sports Podcast presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their Chicago locations at www.gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? I am Kevin Kadak, head of content at CHGO, joined as always by my friend Luke Stuckmeyer. And we've brought in his Southside counterpart for our opening day extravaganza, Herb Lawrence. Gentlemen, how are we
1: doing today? Good, good. Love being on with Herb. Look at him down there, looking all serious, ready to go. Herb, could you please stop posting the video of you running in the alley at work and tripping and falling? It, it, sh- it sends shivers down my spine. I get creeped out and scared every time I see it.
2: I'm still with us, Luke. uh, Nothing happened really of me uh, that time. What was that? A hamstring pull a little bit that went away (laughs) after like two days. And little scrapes and bruises.
0: It's Yeah, but
2: like a lot of people have seen it. So a lot of people know me, not for my White Sox takes, for me tripping in the alley. So I'll (laughs) take it either way. Content is content, right?
0: I always have to brush away like imaginary gravel. You know, like (laughs) when you see someone else get like kicked in the nuts. When I see you do that, I feel like all that that alley you know the glass and and all that stuff just digging into my you know into my legs
2: and people ask me if i did that on purpose like how like there's no way i can do that on purpose i'm not that good of an actor so yeah that was real that was just live unedited raw footage and uh i learned my lesson never challenge a major league baseball player no matter how slow he looks on tv and yasman (laughs) Grandal looks hella slow
0: so you're you're running uh, a very tight contest right now in the Section 108 uh, tournament against Messi Carroll, who I will say is one of the more entertaining White Sox accounts out there. Uh, so you, you've got your stuff up, you know, against you, and she's actually posting thirst trap photos right now. So she's making a late surge. So if you're watching this, go and vote for her because he is up against it, uh, very
2: much so. And I do not have any thirst traps left. Anymore, I put a wedding photo, so that's the best I can do. It's the best I've ever looked, and so that is about it. But people, yes, go and vote for me because Mel- Melissa. I think Missy is killing yeah. me right now with everything she's posting. And she's a she's a she's a beast at this. And these young kids, yeah. man, she needs to be doing this for a living.
0: She's she's really good. She runs the South side Behavior uh, account too, which is is super funny. And I mean, there's a lot of people on Twitter who I think try to be funny, think they're funny, are not funny. I don't think she knows how funny he is, and I guess I'm like now just kind of stumping for her. But um, but yeah, hey. go vote for Herb anyway because he is CHGO, CHGO for life. I uh, hate hey, yeah. if you are CHGO for life. Make sure you're joining us at our opening day parties, which happen in two days. We're doing today's podcast on Tuesday um, because of this. Basically, like Thursday is going to be nuts. Um, 10 a.m. doors open at the Country Club Bar on Clark Street in Wrigleyville. And Luke and the CHGO Cubs crew will be going live with a pregame show at 11 a.m. We'll be upstairs there. So make sure you come out and join us. If you're going up to Wrigley Field for opening day, we would love to see you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, They're doing $6 Goose Island specials there. Uh, It's just going to be a great time. And then after that's done, uh, the CHGO production crew, uh, of which I'm a part of, Casey's a part of, Jake Feinigan's a part of, we're headed south far south all the way to oak lawn to the whistle on 95 uh, 95th street uh, i was also there yesterday and uh, herb and the chgo white Sox crew will be doing a pregame and a watch party and if all goes well maybe even a post-game show there um and that starts at 4 p.m so hit our event bright page uh both events are free we just kind of like to know if you're coming so we can kind of clear out as much space as we can Guys, I will tell you, both both venues look really cool. It's gonna be a really cool, cool day tomorrow. I will say this though, like you never you know Chicago is big, but when you are scheduled to go from one side of the city to the other in the same afternoon, I was like, oh yeah, we'll just go down there. It'll be like fifteen minutes apart. It took me like an hour and ten minutes midday yesterday to get from uh from the north side all the way down to Oaklawn. It was not fun.
1: Traffic. That is not our strong suit traffic is not a strong suit i think i've been to the whistle before i think i did a beer money there a long time ago yeah a good place that's a good place i like that That'd and all the, all the all yeah, the southsiders perfect. i
2: spoke to they rave about the whistle and sean that's a home game for him back in his old neighborhood
3: that's mm-hmm. right. i think
2: also Stephen too our producer today that's a home game for him too it, yeah you, you guys complaining about the traffic i do that every day guys come on this is just on the street <laughs> for me.
0: <laughs> we deal with the traffic. But it's just in different directions, Stephen. <laughs> like none of us live next door to the studios, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so if you, if you have a few extra dollars, you might want to bring them to the Whistle because it's kind of the, the place that has the slot machines and, and all that. So um, it's cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. In between, we actually made a stop at the place where we'll be holding the CHGO Bears draft party on Thursday, April 27th. We're not at liberty to say where that is just yet but that I think is really going to be the culmination of like our first big year building, because that is, is really going to be a cool thing. And we're looking forward to that. So, um, and then also on April 5th, we're having a CHGO bulls watch party for bulls bucks out at the beacon tap and Displays. So April's going to be nuts. I don't know how you guys are feeling,
1: but April's going to be nuts. Looking forward to it. I just, it's finally here. You know, I feel like we've been sitting here just waiting and talking about, yeah. Off season moves and trades and whatnot. And how, can the socks bounce back? Can the Cubs finally get it going? Finally, we're here. Like it's it feel like it also jumped up on us a little bit, right? Like spring right. training started and then you have a little lull there. And now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, opening day is third. <laughs> opening day yeah. is 30. by the way, 52 on my iPhone. It says now 52 snow tomorrow, 52 opening day. Cross your fingers, it stays that way. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, it's. I kind of wrote in my newsletter on Monday morning, it's been a very quiet spring. Obviously, the Bears took a lot of the oxygen with trading the number one pick and everything they've had going on. Uh, The Bulls, you know, have kind of somehow stayed relevant. We'll get to them real quickly here. And then the Blackhawks said goodbye to Patrick Kane. So that was a huge story. And and almost like it's almost kind of good that the Sox and Cubs didn't steal too many headlines because that would have meant either people were getting hurt and or arrested. So, I guess we'll take it.
2: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to actual baseball games, not just for the actual baseball, but to see how the pitch clock works in the regular season. Yeah. I'm excited about faster games, more action in these games, and so Thursday can't come quicker enough because this offseason, like you said, has been Pretty much uneventful, uh, especially with the White Sox. We only signed two people, and the one guy we signed is trouble and problematic, and so he's not even a good pitcher. That's another thing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to actual baseball conversations on our pre and post game conversations instead of theory and projections and all that good stuff, which sure. I enjoy. But you know, let's get to the actual meat of the sandwich.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk more about this baseball season coming up very quickly uh, and we'll be joined by Casey Standahar a little later on as well. Shout out to Lawrence Benedetto who's usually here but he's on vacation in Arizona so a well-deserved vacation. Uh, Enjoy that one Lawrence. First let's get to this week's Taking Care of Business award winner powered by ComEd and this one Luke. It's going to Zach Levine. I think oh. we have kind of grumbled and <laughs> groused about him all year yes. long and said, "Oh, this guy, you know, he's a good player, not worth the money." Well, in the month of March, he has been worth the money because he's just been an absolute tornado. Uh, he over thirteen games in March, he has averaged twenty nine point eight points per game, shooting forty four percent from behind the three point line. set two forty pieces and another thirty nine point game. Uh, he just led the the. Uh, um, Bulls to wins over Portland and the Lakers over the weekend. They did take it on the chin against the Clippers last night, but you know these things happen. The Lakers are coming into town on Wednesday, uh, so that that should be a lot of fun. Um, but he's he's been getting it done. He has been playing like the star that he's getting paid to be, and the Bulls' record is also showing it. So i i, I I'd like to know from you you guys like do you see a big difference? Like what is the difference?
1: I don't know about you, Herb. Maybe, maybe it's that he's healthy. Also, maybe it's that there's—come on, there's no pressure. There's no pressure yeah. right now. I, I hope it's that the uh, the Chicago Sports Podcast just motivated him. Maybe he saw us <laughs> dogging him the last couple of weeks, saying, "Come on, you're not a max player. Like, let's tear this team down to the to the rafters and rebuild it, and we're going to go through it again." And may, maybe he finally heard all the people complaining. As excited as I am to see Zach Levine have 40 point games, mm-hmm. they're ruining the tank. They're ruining the tank. They're ruining the tank. This is not helping the franchise. We needed these oh. games early in the season if it was going to matter. But maybe he was, maybe it was injuries early on. I don't know. But I can't yeah. explain early season uh brain meltdowns at the end of the game. So that that part and no defense, I still can't fix. I'm, not, I'm still not 100% in on what they're doing. I want him to tear it down and go for the tiny percent. It's a better chance of getting the draft pick than it is of them actually winning in the postseason.
2: Now, I've been passively watching the Bulls the last couple of months, but this has got me back into it. And I think, like Luke said, injuries might be a big part of it. He's healing from an offseason injury that he's probably showing the explosiveness that he usually shows right now. You saw the dunks that he's been doing as of late. And that's another thing while he is shooting 45% from the three point line in the last 16 games, he's driving a lot more and he's making those buckets much more successfully. I forgot who tweeted something out of Madden or on Will Gottlieb that said mm-hmm. that out of everybody in the league who goes to the basket a certain amount of times, Zach Levine leads with the 60%, um, Uh, percentage on those shots where there's contact and so he's doing the things necessary for the Bulls to win and I think you know growing up with the dad that he did I think his dad was a professional um, uh, football player and a professional softball player and he was hard on Zach he was really grading on Zach and he wanted those type of he likes that he Zach um, thrives on that type of coaching and now you have in the last 16 games a guy like Patrick Beverly who Zach has been championing and wanting on his team for a long time, maybe you just need that type of guy on your team to say, hey, man, this ain't it. Yeah, you're playing good, and yeah, you got the max money. Who cares? You're better than this. You're one of the best in the game. Show it. And you need that type of guy on your on your ass every single day, and maybe Zach needed that type of motivation from Patrick Beverly, and you see the results of the Bulls in general and, and uh, Zach Levine specifically since Patrick Beverly has come.
0: I gotta love the Pat Bev effect, Chicago guy. And he's he's having his effect. I, I disagree with Luke. Like I'm um, I i do not know. I just I I don't see them winning the lottery. Like I I know there's always a chance or whatever, but I'd still much rather have like fun basketball being played. They're firmly in that tenth spot. They're going to be playing in a in a play in game, I would assume, unless you know they really kind of crumble down the stretch. Uh so give me that. I, I don't know. It's it's not like there's an easy way out here. Obviously, If you're a hockey or a baseball team, you can, you know, uh, tear things down and and start rebuilding the organization. With the basketball team, you have to be blessed by the basketball guys themselves and really land a game changer. So you can just as easily draft again. Like, I know they don't have a draft pick this, you know, this year if they they have to give it up to Orlando. But, you know, like Steph Curry's not an overall number one pick. Kawhi Leonard's not a number one overall pick. Like, you just have to be lucky. And honestly, the bulls haven't been lucky since, uh, that, that number one, um, ball popped up for Derek Rose, what, 15 years ago. So anyhow, let's get back to baseball. We're here for baseball. We're talking baseball, Herb and Luke guys. Uh, we have a, uh, a poll question right now. Who's going to win more games this year? Uh, I don't know exactly how that's doing. Maybe Steven can pop in and let us know, but, um, you know, right off the bat, I'd like to know. I'd just like to take a temperature check from both of you guys and how your fan base is doing. Um, obviously, you guys are in this every single day. You guys are in in the you know White Sox Twitter. You guys are in Cubs Twitter. You you know what's going on with the fan base. So I'll start with with you, Herb. Like, where are White Sox fans right now on on March 28th, Two days away from the 2023 opening. Be- oh. Uh, 2023
2: White Sox season. Generally, I would say White Sox fans are excited because, you know, the season is a new and things that they have done as of recent are showing like a different White Sox than what's gone on in the past. You know, they reported releasing of Larry Garcia and to keep Hans or Roberto on the team. That is not White Sox. Like, especially before the season, they've done that with mm-hmm. Dallas Keiko last year in season, done it with Jeff Kapinger. They've done it with Yonder Alonso and other players who weren't making the grade. Uh, Adam Eaton, his second term, they just DFA'd. But to do it before the season, to pay Larry Garcia $11 million to get off the team, that's different White Sox. And I think for me as a White Sox fan, that's promising. That leads to, um, you know, not making that mistake again. And so I think most White Sox fans are like, yes, this is different. They got Pedro Graffold. That seems like he's listening to his coaches, listen to the analytics department. Rick Hahn is happy that he's got his guy and he didn't do much in the offseason, but the moves that he did make, I think the Benintendi move will work out well. Elvis Andres will work out well to second base and all those things are pointing in a positive direction. I think the White Sox only on White Sox fan only real concern are injuries. Like they've had the last couple of years, if they don't have injuries, I think most White Sox fans will believe that the team will perform on the yeah. field because that is the biggest bookaboo in the last couple of years for them. In 2021, they overcame them. 2022, everything went wrong. So injuries are the only thing that I'm worrying about. And I think most White Sox fans are the same.
0: So if you were to sum up the White Sox fan base and the mood right now with one emoji or one GIF, which one would it be?
2: Um, Is there a wait and see one? Like, a, <laughs> like I'm interested. Yeah, a uh, interested one, but... We're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because you, I, I know, you get like, the you get yeah. the drips and drabs of injuries, like, uh eh, Aloy left the game. Oh, Johan Mancata left the game too. Neither are serious, but every White Sox fan is like so mm, it's,
0: it's not quite sure? the it's not quite the Vince McMahon like looking to see what's coming out, you know, like the Vince McMahon no. where his interest is peaked. It's something lower than that. Is what
2: we know saying. better. We know that to get our hopes way up yeah. is foolhardy and it's gonna lead us to more heartache because two thousand twenty two was a, Depressing year for all as White Sox fans. You know, Kevin.
0: It was a, a swift kick in the nuts. Only it lasted 162 games. Uh, it was very brutal. Uh, hey, uh, quick shout out to a super chat from Stephen Bardo. Uh, Sox won 90 games two years ago and had worst year last year with the same roster. To say the Cubs will win more is ridiculous. Go vote for Herb. So thank you for the super chat. I'll throw it over to Luke. What's the... Uh, What's the prevailing mood over in Cubs land?
1: You know, it's just different, Um, especially different compared to what last year was. Last year, you knew 100% the Cubs were a sell team at the trade deadline. So you were literally just marching towards the trade deadline, and it was the only thing you could really hang your head on going to the ballpark. If You went to the ballpark, it was like, well, this guy's not going to be on the team, and Maybe we can root for Nico Horner to have a good season, but there wasn't a whole lot of optimism because I think fans were realistic that it was a hardcore full tear down rebuild. Well, they hope the floor was last year's trade deadline. And the optimism is there, not that the Cubs are a 95 win team, unless you, you know, maybe talk to Cody Del Mendo. Otherwise, the rest, the rest of the world looks at it and, and says, you know what? There's a chance this could be a 500 baseball team. There's a chance that they've added enough veteran stopgap guys. They spent over $300 million in the offseason. They add Dansby Swanson, and then they add other guys that are probably just one or two years, right? Like Cody Bellinger might not even be there the whole season. Trey Mancini for two years, Hosmer for a little bit. I'm not saying all of these guys are going to be finding the light. You know, It's not going to be the Blues Brothers where I have seen the light and everything turns on for these guys. But they're veteran players and they're not just guys that are bouncing between AAA and trying to make the major leagues. They've made the major leagues. So there's a chance that you mix that in with the rising prospects that you might have a 500 team, and I think fans are optimistic about it. And they're in a – like the Sox, they're in a meh division. So it's not impossible to think you could have two playoff teams in town this year. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's not impossible to think both teams could be in the postseason.
0: No. So what emoji or gif to sum up Cubs uh, the Cubs mood right now? What do you think?
1: Uh, It's probably something like – from Dumb and Dumber, it's probably, uh, what's it, Jim Carrey going, so you're saying there's a chance, you know? It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's, or it's a, ooh, a, little, a little giddy, somebody doing a, a, a gif or a jiff or like that, that they're excited because yeah. for the first time there's actually some hope. Not that they're going to the World Series, but that you could actually see meaningful baseball games, games that actually have some impact on the rest of the major league season, at Wrigley mm-hmm. Field this year. That's what you want, and, and that's, to, that's the trend.
0: To me, it, there's just room for both sides, right? Obviously, with the White Sox, it lies in uh, the recovery of players who were injured and lost a lot of games to, to health and injury last year, right? So that's where it is um, with the White Sox. With the Cubs, it's really in the additions they made. And they didn't go out and, and sign you know, Shohei Yatani this year. Um, but yeah. – it was a lot of little things that, that hopefully, maybe if everything kind of adds up correctly, it turns into the sort of thing where it adds up to something more. And I think a lot of people look and, and they start when people talk about baseball, they look at the numbers and they look at the projections and they don't really allow for any variance. Right. And they don't really, really dig into it. Well, everyone came out of here. We We sat here on this podcast last year thinking, oh, well, the White Sox are shoe in for ninety-one season at least. Uh no one in that division is capable of bubbling up and doing anything. And what happened? The the White Sox finished, you know, 10 to 12 games off of projections and, and finished at 81 and 81. And it can easily happen the other way. So to me, like I just want some sort of positive surprise, you know, if if not uh from both teams, you know, at least from one. And I, I think it's on the table. I, I really do feel like we're going to have a, a better summer than we're expecting. I think people have tempered their expectations because of what we have faced in 2022 and, and even earlier. Um, but, you know, I think at this week, like I think we should all kind of just allow ourselves just the chance to be a little hopeful, a little optimistic, because if you can't do that at opening week, like I don't know why you're a baseball fan or, or why you've been follow these teams. So that's my little Kevin Costner moment, guys. Guys, yeah, just I'm to update our, our poll here, uh, right now, which
2: team will finish with more wins in 2023? White Sox currently leading by a landslide 71% of the vote to 29% for the Cubs. Wow. I mean, I could see that because the yeah. Cubs have a, what I think is not a dominant team, but a team in their division that is great. And the Cardinals, they have cornerstones at first and third that any team would like to have. And Aaron, not Goldschmidt. And so sure. having that behemoth in your league in your division is tough because they compete every year. I don't get this guardians thing. I know they play the game, right? But I know that they feast on bums inside the AL central with the reduced schedule where everybody plays each other. At least one series, Cleveland doesn't get to feast on the rest of the AL central, which means they only have like a 12 or 13 games for the white Sox and other teams instead of the 19 they had last year where they just got free wins. Now they're, you know, I don't think they're a worse team, but I just think the record will be worse be just because of that reason. They gotta play the Yankees a lot more, they gotta play the Anaheim Angels, they gotta play the Mets and the Padres much more than they did last year. And so I think yeah. they'll come down to some middle eighties record, which if they would have had that last year, everybody would be like, Yes, that's exactly what we expect. They overplayed last year and the White Sox underplayed. And so that's why the optimism for me is with the White Sox being much better this year than the Cubs. Now, that being said, Cubs had two of the moves that I would love the White Sox to have. Cody Bellinger, man, I know he's been bad the last two years, but there's a reason. Shoulder's been hurt and he's been looking decent enough in spring training with a couple times he's left the yard. I think that guy could have a nice resurgence. He's only 27 years old. And then Trey Mancini, another guy who's one year removed from, another year removed from having cancer treatments and being in remission for that. I just think as far as as the farther away you're away from having, you know, being in remission, the better your player you'll be. And Trey Mancini is a quality guy, too. So I'm rooting for those two guys in particular, just firstly, because I, so I could say, told you so, those guys are going to be good. And secondly, they're good people off the field, too.
1: Well, Herb, yeah. Cody Bellinger could be available at the trade deadline for your White Sox <laughs> for the right price. Uh, even, in fact, even if the Cubs are competing for a third wild card spot it's possible that they could be both buyers and sellers at the trade deadline because they signed all these uh, veteran guys like Bellinger to a one-year type prove-it deal. And if the prospects come up and are in that position, for instance, if Brendan Davis comes up and takes over left field, Ian Happ could still be available potentially to some teams at the trade deadline because the Cubs would be moving in the future and they would think those young guys could happen. I think the White Sox are a playoff team. And it's not just—I know people were down on the lack of big moves for them. Like they didn't go get Cody Bellinger, they didn't get Dansby Swanson to move somebody over, they didn't get Carlos Correa, which might have been a great move for them if they would have spent the money. But they're a—come on, let's be honest. Let's not—let's not hide the facts here. It's addition by subtraction. They got rid of the manager who was falling asleep in the dugout. They got rid of the manager who told a bunch of players that had proven nothing. Hey, you can jog the first. We don't want anybody to get hurt. (laughs) I mean, horrible idea, horrible idea. If you, if you tell them they can do that, they're going to do that. And so, yes, it's a lot of the same players, but Pedro Graffal can't be worse than Tony Larusa was at managing this specific group of players. You, you just, could not be worse than he was last year. You, you know, Luke, I, I, I sit here in 2023,
0: Luke, and sometimes it's like, did the pandemic really happen? Man, that was really weird. That was really messed up. Like, do you remember the pandemic? Like, that That sucked. And it's almost kind of the same thing with White Sox and Tony the Roos. It's like, did that – and it coincided, right? Did that actually happen? Did the White Sox actually install – a seventy-something old manager was completely out of the touch with the game and have him run the team for the last two years—and yes, it did actually happen—and it wasn't just a bad dream.
2: Uh, and, no, it, and he didn't get fired happened. either. <laughs> he just, like he deserved to get fired, but they're like not nah, medical problems. Like he deserved to be fired multiple times that year, and they're like, "Oh, we wish Tony well, which we do, but never ever be around my baseball team again." And I heard, I heard he's like lurking and talking to Jerry and. At camp in South, China, I'm like, get away from my team, man. You ruined Luke, it. Yes. I agree with you with the Luke, Uh addition by <laughs> subtraction. If Pedro is just net zero, the team will win ten more if games.
1: If he's awake in the dugout, they've done addition by subtraction. If the guy's not napping before the game starts, you're on your way to a better season. You know what else will make your season better? Checking out Foco. Get yourself ready with some gear. If you've already got the best sports coverage for your favorite teams, which you do, now you can get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the fan cave in your basement, north side, south side, hoodie, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between get decked out like them are. With apparel from the leader in sports merchant collectibles, Foco. You're looking for that perfect gift for the baseball fan in your family. Foco's got you covered. Go get one of those hoodies, get a hat, get gloves, Get a second hoodie because you know what? We all know that in April and probably May, to be honest with you, baseball season in Chicago is one thing, cold. So don't get left out in the cold. Get ready to go. Go to FOCO. They got you covered with all the merch you could possibly need. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Tell them Herb sent you.
0: So, guys, I have some inside info. We actually have a care package from FOCO on the way to the office filled with Cubs and White Sox merch that we're going to use to decorate our sets. So that's going to be pretty cool. You guys may notice that we're not in the office today. That's because our roof is being worked on. Uh, But, you know, who knows? There could be a FOCO box at our door right now just waiting to be open. Hopefully the, the roofers don't take it.
1: Right, they're putting the helipad in to deal with the Kennedy uh, construction project.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing.
1: I, I think we should all just get like those,
0: like don't get the helipad. Let's just get those wingsuits, those like powered suits with the jetpacks. Like, yeah, I don't know if they exist yet, but can we I'm just sure get we to like... the
1: days where the Jetsons? Right, I know right. the kids might not understand that the Jetsons. Can not we all just fly around a little bit? Like, isn't yeah. that hard? Yeah, I saw we, a tweet.
2: Last year, that said that George Jetson was born in 2022. So yeah, you know, right. we have, you know, we got what 30 years until we're getting into flying cars. Let's go.
0: We all understand the Jetsons um, reference because we're all old people. Like, still like to talk about baseball. So <laughs> shout out to us. Hey, spring is sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code CHGOBETS to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. It is time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use that kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth sleek cheeks or that really good stubble that herb is rocking right now herb have you checked out the uh the beard hedger pro kit yet
2: yes that's the uh beard thing the beard shaver that they sent me the other day yes i have that
1: that's amazing i can
2: line myself up too.
1: throw it out you're gonna need the oil so my uh my uh
0: barber she uh had like she like screwed up her hand and had surgery so oh. she's like a couple of weeks you know from from getting away so i'm gonna have to like use this stuff just to kind of to kind of clean up until she comes back off the dl that's i didn't i didn't make that up that it's actually you know a true story oh like, yeah i went to go like Kevin with a
2: i've never seen you with yeah. a little stubble so uh let it go in respect to your barber po-
0: I had a good playoff beard in the 2009 and 2010 Blackhawks playoff runs. And after that, um, I don't really want to go back to the beard. It was fine, but whatever. Anyhow, uh, if you do have a beard, you get that beard hedger. It comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency. And that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The beard hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charger, and a strong motor. And the kit also has the liquid goods to make you feel good, starting with that beard shampoo and conditioner. You cannot treat your beard like you treat your pubes. That's why the kit has a special shampoo and conditioner, especially to stop laughing, Luke, especially designed to moisturize, (laughs) reduce ingrained hairs, and replenish your beard's natural oils and promote beard health. The Pro Kit also has Manscaped's Beard Oil. The nutrient-infused oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while still adding a little shimmer and shine to liven up the look. cap it off with that Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, and moisturizes, bringing the amazing scent of fresh eucalyptus, rosemary, and lavender essential oils. And the Beard Hedger Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress so save 20% off and free shipping with the code CHGOBETS at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping with the code CHGOBETS at manscaped.com. Focus on your face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. I appreciate Luke and Herb not uh, impersonating Hawk Harrelson in the middle of that like Karn <laughs> did last week. Last week. So. <laughs> It was, yeah, it got I a mean, that was like off
1: the rails last week, a little bit off the rails, but anytime you can get one of your bosses to say your beard can't treat your beard like your pubes, that always makes for a good afternoon. And Every
0: time I read that, I, I forget, like I actually read that the week before and it just sneaks up <laughs> on me and I'm like, oh yeah, all right. But you can't, you cannot tra- treat your hair That's like right. you do your pubes. And I know I don't. So Facts. Yeah. All right, let's say we are holding a draft to build an all Chicago baseball team Ooh. for 2023, and not the future, mm-hmm. um not for 3 or 4 years from now, not based this on contra- not yeah, not based on contractual value or this mm-hmm. or that. Your best baseball player, you're you're going to war for this season. Who is the number 1 pick? You're you're picking between the Cubs and White Sox.
2: My number 1 like pick would be Dylan Cease. Yeah, like he's the best player on both teams. Agree, I believe you can't duplicate him on any other of the orders. Even if you believe that Lance Lynn will bounce back, or Gialito's this, or mm-hmm. you might get a, a season from uh, Marcus Stroman or etc. On the Cubs, I think it's clear that you know Dylan Cease is a Cy Young Award contender this year. You know Jameson Taillon might be eventually, but. This guy is currently right there, and I think he's the best player overall out of both of these teams.
1: Look, I do think you I would disagree agree. With, I agree. No, I totally agree with that. If I had to use my first, I was trying to think of, all right, what, what's the hardest thing to find? Where do you put that? You know, if you don't take this guy, do you have the other guy? So, like, mm-hmm. you have Tim Anderson and Dansby Swanson are two other big names. If you don't get one, you get the other. If we're just picking from the two teams. But it's hard to find an ace. Not every team has an ace. The Cubs have a roster of good pitchers, you know, and hopefully an ace is within that roster of good pitchers and can develop into Mm -hmm. one. But finding an ace is not an easy thing. And Cease, like Herb was saying, he's a Cy Young guy. So Cease, to me, is easily the number one pick if you're drafting Chicago baseball players. After that, it gets kind of murky for me. I'm not not sure where I'd go. I would – I personally would take Dansby Swanson over Tim Anderson, but... Well,
0: that that was that actually led into our next question. Who would you take between Dansby and T.A.? And I think that is, I think that's right. I think that's the debate for the number two pick, unless someone wants to say differently.
2: I think so too. Um, if we're saying only 2023 and all the considerations going into that, I say Tim Anderson's going to have a better 2023 than Dansby Swanson now who's a better player currently right now if we're just saying shortstop who's who plays the position best who can hit better that stands me swanson to me clearly he's he posts which is the most important thing playing he hit 20 what eight home runs last year awesome some plays. every game yeah and he gloves it like no other made a top not shortstop in his own right nico horner moved to second base because he's so good and I think Dansby Swanson is the better shortstop. But the question yeah. is, 2023, I would pick Tim Anderson over Dansby Swanson for considerations of Tim needs to get his money still. Dansby's got his money. He's in a different situation. He doesn't know the Wrigley Field conditions and every day uh batting. Tim's been with the White Sox his whole career. So I think 2023, mm-hmm. Tim Anderson. But Dansby, I believe, is the better player.
1: I, Let I me think- ask you this yeah I was just gonna okay. say I think that's he might you might be right herb. I would just say that the safer bet if you're building a team would be Dansby Swanson because he plays every day and he's been a little more consistent. uh Tim Anderson is kind of an X factor for a team, right like if you get good Tim Anderson, then it's a different story so I, I either one is is a good choice and I would think Nico would be potentially the next choice on that list. I'm well, not sure. I, th- th-
0: this is actually my question for Herb. Let's say let's rewind two years ago, and I'm I'm telling you we're gonna have this conversation, and the name Luis Robert Jr. is not even gonna come up um in the first, you know, three or four picks. Are you shocked by that?
2: Yes. Last year before the season started, we Sean Anderson and I picked Luis Robert to be the MVP for the American League. And that wasn't out of anybody. There's a lot of people nationally bet as the MVP because you see the raw talent. You see the defense. You see the hitting. You see the power, the speed, everything. The five tools that people speak about, right. he literally has. But with every White Sox comes another thing, injuries. He had multiple yeah. injuries last year. And so, yes, I see why people wouldn't pick him. That's why if this was a thing where we started this last year, I would have picked Luis Robert over Dylan Cease. Yes, but sir. now yeah, I don't have... Confidence that he or Aloy, or Yasmani, or Johan can finish the season, and that is my biggest concern. And so, yeah, I his talent is limitless. But yeah, I would I would be shocked if you have said that to me. I was like, is he? Did he get traded?
0: Who do we get? <laughs> and now, <laughs> if conversely, if I if I yeah yeah if if I had told Luke a year ago that Nico Horner is going to be in this conversation, you would have been completely upset.
1: Um. Oh, yeah, I'd have been thrilled the way it's played out. But again, it's the, what have you done for me lately, right? And that's why Mm. we're talking about last year into this year. You're right. I agree. Luis Robert, potentially the number one pick if you do that same draft a year ago. Cease probably still goes number two. And Tim Anderson probably goes number three. And I'm not even sure who would be the first. Wilson Contreras probably would have been like four. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how bad the Cubs were last year. And now you look at it and you start to see it's a little more even. And Nico emerged and now he got his three for 35 extension. So he's going to have guaranteed money before he turns 30 years old. And Mm -hmm. if he repeats his, his season from last year, which was almost, a, he would have won the gold glove if it weren't for Dansby Swanson at shortstop. So now he goes to second base where he becomes the favorite to win the gold glove in the, in the national league. And so I don't know if I'd take him ahead of Luis Robert because Robert's ceiling, if he's healthy and things are right, again, it's, it's just like Tim Anderson, it's lightning in a bottle. If things go right, the ceiling is higher than it is for Nico Horner. But if you're just trying to make sure you build a safer team, then there's an argument to be made for Nico Horner. Although Nico has had a few weird injuries himself, yeah, um, that that would be a toss-up for me. Maybe I'd go the high the high risk and go with Luis Robert, and after that, it's you know it's it's real tricky.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, it's a fun thing, and you we can do this probably at the All Star break, and and our answers might be completely different too. So we'll see how it uh, plays out. Real quick, let's let's just blow through these. Um, I got some questions for you. Just give me your knee jerk opinion. Try to keep your responses short. Who has the better rotation right now?
2: White Sox.
1: I I think the Cubs do. Here we go. But we'll we'll see how it plays out. The White Sox have the ace. I think the Cubs have potentially better depth with a guy. Like Wes Nesky coming into the we're not even talking about Kyle Hendricks being on the team. Mm-hmm. I think they have better depth. I think the Sox certainly have a better ace. I think Wes Nesky could be better than Kopech this season.
2: I mean, he That'd has filthy f- stuff, like very filthy stuff, but I think you're you have a level of dominance at the top of the White Sox yeah. rotation. We saw Captain America at Lance Lynn pitching the best American pitcher in that tournament. Then you Dylan Cease, we've already talked about. And Lucas Giolito with a bounce back year. And we haven't talked about Michael Kopeck. And yes, Wesky Wes has filthy stuff. That slider is just unbelievable. Can he stay healthy? I don't know if he has problems, but that slider looked to me is like something right there is uh going to go wrong right there. I don't I don't wish anything on it, but its movement is way too much for his uh, arm to be holding up that long. And we see what Michael Kopech has done. Gonna He's put that he in the universe, on- Herb.
1: How could you, how could you, who's, who's going to have a better season this year? Will it be Tyone or will it be Lance Lynn?
2: Lance Lynn is just consistent. I, it, if, unless Tyone is up to Cy Young award numbers, it's going to be Lance Lynn. I can see Tyone doing that because I wanted him a couple of years ago. And if you're a Pittsburgh pirate, starting pitcher i want you as soon as you're available because you're obviously good just on the wrong damn team um because there's so many around the league right now with joe musgrove him uh uh, garrett cole everywhere uh, and they just messed up morton too so yeah i would say if i'm betting i'm saying lance lynn because he's the the model of consistency he didn't pitch a lot last year because of the injury started pitching in may he's fresh he's going to have this jump off from the world baseball classic so i think he's going to have an edge on most starting pitchers who didn't participate in the World Baseball Classic cuz he's been throwing live bullets before they have and so he'll start on Friday for the White Sox and I'm sure that Houston team that is always giving them troubles are going to be in trouble themselves because he's at a different level right now.
0: I would take yeah. Stroman over Giolito. Who has the better manager, David Ross or Pedro Grafal? By default, David Ross,
2: but he really hasn't done anything in his career either as a manager.
1: A hard question it's almost like a first year manager for both teams you can't judge a guy who has no players and you can't judge a guy who hasn't done it before so we don't that is pass this is ross's what fourth season yeah he's had no good teams he's had no that's good insane. players how could you judge the guy they've been tanking
0: <laughs> i don't disagree it's just kind of funny that that's how it is i mean we're going to be in the same situation with the blackhawks and luke richardson although i think we know that luke richardson's a pretty good coach with the way the blackhawks have Sort of won some games that they probably shouldn't have this year. So I don't to
2: know the, to the Blackhawks detriment too. I
0: know. Come on, what are you doing, Luke? Stop being so uh, good. That's
1: what everybody says to me. Luke, stop being Luke, so good. Luke, oh, you're, you're ruining everything. Never mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Who has the better ownership?
1: Even though
2: the Cubs ownership I don't like, that's that's an easy question. <laughs> I mean, we have one of the worst owners in sports history. Just Jerry I Ryan I just
0: made Herb do something he really effort. didn't want to do
2: right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean the Rickets suck themselves, but there's no one that sucks more than Jerry Reinstorf. Ask any White Sox fan or
0: Bulls fan. Yeah, Are I you
1: mean, taking the Ricketts? Yeah, I, I of course I'm taking the Rickets. They they have a lot of things that make people not like them. Like they, they they've done some unpopular things, but both owners have ended a long losing streak. In franchise history, they finally won World Series each, and the difference is right now. While Cubs fans are angry that the Cubs aren't spending like the Mets, they spent three hundred million dollars and they gave Dansby Swanson a seven-year deal. The White Sox fans, if if he would have done that last year with a different manager and not forced Tony Larusa, we might not be having these same conversations about the Sox. Like, yeah. They could have gotten one really good player, and it really could have had a trickle-down effect on that team with a different manager.
2: And my theory, too, is that Jerry Reinsdorf is doing things out of spite now as his later years because he couldn't keep Mark Cuban from doing what he – well, he did keep Mark Cuban from owning the Cubs, but he couldn't keep um, Steve Cohen from buying the Mets from his preferred choice, A-Rod. And so he lost all control there, and he said, you know what? Let me install my guy. Let me rectify something in my life that I have a regret about. So here's Tony La F you, Rick Hahn. F you, Kenny Williams. And two years. F you, White Sox fans, too, because here's two years of garbage, as you said, Kevin. Like, yeah, they won in 2021, but that year, 2022, was not worth it at all. And he set the White Sox back a little bit. And so... There's no question. I, I see my guy Big Dave saying Reinsorf won six rings. Michael Jordan Scotty Pippen won six rings. Jerry Krauss won six rings. Jerry Reinsdorf did not.
1: That's also he just imposter owned the
2: team. Huh?
1: <laughs> it's an imposter, Big Dave. Oh, it's, it's not, not the real, real Big Dave. Oh uh, yeah. no, he's got the photo, but it's an imposter. We,
2: we know. You would want to impersonate Big Dave, but don't do it, man. He's a one of a kind.
1: Hey, by the way, the
0: Ricketts family may be bad, but they've only ruined one team in this town, not two. So I think that's the tiebreaker right there. So, ouch. All right, let's talk about DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings is your place, uh you know, for the best action. I'm getting ready for the Final Four this week. Um, made some money on San Diego State. Enjoyed doing that. Um, made made some other stuff along the way. Been been making some money with the Bulls. um And definitely DraftKings is the place to do that. I actually checked it out this morning. They actually have their over under bets up for the NFL season. Bears are at seven and a half. Luke famously got Bears over five and a half last year. Yeah. That didn't work out for him. Yeah. Which way are you going this year, Luke? Seven and a half. Bears oh, over. Ah.
1: I'm going over. Wow. I think that's an eight win team, or maybe nine. We'll uh, see what, yeah, you know what I Get could, back to me after the draft. Right now, I'd say it's an eight win team. Depending on how could, the draft goes, maybe it's more. Well, they went three wins last
2: year, and most of what six of those games were within seven points or less. Just take three of those and put them in the win column. You're at six. Yeah. So if you're just saying Justin Fields and this wide receiver core is going to develop and they're going to be better than last year, eight is not hard to talk yourself into.
1: No Aaron Rodgers, you got a shot in two more games. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: download that DraftKings uh, Sportsbook app now, and you can bet on that. If you sign up with code CHGO, new customers can bet $5 to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Do that this weekend for you know the last round of Final Four action. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, that code is CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, by the way, I, we were at one of the uh, the sites yesterday, one of the site surveys, and this guy kept on calling a CHGO, which I hadn't heard before.
1: <laughs> uh, you know where I CHGO a lot? Circle K. How's that okay. for a segue? Uh, like we're it. excited to partner with our friends <laughs> at Circle K, Kevin. Check out your local Circle Circle K for the best coffee, beer, snack selection, and premium gas. Look out for freebies and giveaways down the road. Oh, I love the, I I say it every week. I like to go to the one on Arlington Heights Road and 83 in Buffalo Grove. Pick up a Twix and a Red Bull for a long drive. If I'm going a long drive, that's the, I hit that circle K, I get a Twix and a small Red Bull. That's all I need. That's my go-to move. But do I like some pretzels in the road? Yeah. I'm not a messy car guy, but the older yeah. I get, the messier my car gets because I'm stopping in circle K for chips, pretzels. You
0: you gotta be careful because now with the way the Kennedy is set up for you guys and some of the other people at CHGO, you don't want to drink too much before you get in the car.
1: That's right. I mean little Red Bull. The tiny Red Bull is enough to keep you going and awake. Don't drink four <laughs> giant coffees. You're gonna be in bad shape. <laughs> You're gonna have to break it's out an empty can on the highway, and that's not gonna be. Well, you know, you get arrested first of all. <laughs> anyway, those are the things I like to pick up. Thanks to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO or CHGO, however you want to say it. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. We're CHGO, like a radio call letters.
0: CH CHGO better than all the idiots who say Chuggo, which I just. Everyone no, they thinks both, they're so they're damn clever different. when they
1: say that. Uh, yeah, it's not mad. a
0: fan. Every time I hear
2: Circle K, I think about uh, Bill and Ted's.
0: That's right. Oh, absolutely. They need to remake that movie. I know, you know, obviously George Carlin's dead, but, you know, if you can't use artificial intelligence to recreate George Carlin for another Bill and Ted's movie, like, what are we even doing here?
1: Yeah, we had Harry Carey at the uh, corn game. Why why can't we have George Carlin? Yeah. All
0: right, let's bring in our girl, Casey Standahar for Scroll Stoppers. What's up, Casey?
4: Hi, guys. What's up?
0: How's it going? Hey, Good. Hey. I'm in
4: my new apartment.
0: The new digs. Wow, fancy.
4: Can't show you yet because I have boxes literally everywhere, but it's going to be great. And I am seven minutes from the office, walking distance. I know earlier I heard you say that no one's that close. I am that close.
0: Unbelievable. Oh, wow. you, you could like use a skateboard to get to. to, to yeah, work.
4: I might buy a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> How's the got it? for us? Can you guys hear me okay from, yeah. from my new yeah. place? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Good.
4: All right, what's up?
1: Ready to do some scroll stoppers? Let's, Let's see it. what's out there. I, I, I know what one of the videos is, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I think
4: okay, I think I know which one you're talking about. I hope, unless you're there, might be a surprise at the end. But Uh-oh. this first video is from Cork Bats, it's a fun like pop culture and sports. Twitter account. And um, I kind of wanted to just let it speak for itself. If Steven, you can just play it and then we'll talk about it after.
3: I underestimated the internet yet again. It's currently at like 18,000 likes or something. I messed up. So over the weekend, I was scrolling through Twitter while watching some college basketball and uh, came across a photo of LSU's head coach wearing a Ridiculous jacket. I just tweeted the following because I thought it was funny. This tweet gets 5,000 likes I will find this jacket buy it and wear it to a Cubs game simple enough And well, this was the jacket like she raided Ric Flair's closet When asked who she was wearing, I'm surprised she didn't say Jim Henson. And I truly meant it because we've seen these kind of tweets online all the time. And they're kind of played out. I didn't think people would actually follow through with it. Just figured it'd be a funny visual to see me at a Cubs game wearing this jacket. apparently I was wrong because before bed, this thing ended up racking up 1,400 likes. By the time I woke up the next morning, we were at 4,000 likes. within an hour of waking up on Saturday morning, we had 5,000 likes. And thus the search began for me to find this jacket. But I do have an update. Good news. I found the jacket. Bad news, it was custom made. It is a runway jacket. I found the person that, that owned it and I reached out to her. She had actually been sent my tweet multiple times before I had ever even reached out. But then she told me the jacket costs around $4,000, which uh, like a stupid online prank. as way out of my budget. But then she told me she wants to make this happen because it would be, quote, a maze. I was like, that, look, that's all I need. That's a win for us. Needless to say, she's going to send me the jacket. And I'm gonna wear it to a damn Cubs game. Thank you to everyone who reached out trying to help me find the person who made the jacket, trying to find the actual jacket, trying to make me help me find rip-offs for the jacket. Needless to say, I'm getting the jacket and I'll be wearing it to a Cubs game very soon. Now all I need is tickets. <laughs> so thank you, I love you.
4: So I love this video for so many reasons, but I love what he says. It's, quote, maze. That's why he had to wear it. <laughs> it was, quote, so for
0: our, po- our podcast listeners, Casey, the, the, he's referring to the jacket that, that Kim Mulkey, the LSU women's basketball coach, was yes. wearing.
4: Take it a stab like at pink,
0: describing this thing. Yeah, it
4: has, like, pink sleeves. It's long sleeves, puffy, and it looks like fur that's coming off the sides, and it's very bright and vibrant and crazy. Look it up if you have the time. Um, I would never wear it, but it's kind of like Marlon man and all these other people that show up at Cubs game. You're going to see this guy in this jacket and be like, there he is.
1: It's It looks like pink feathers almost more than yeah. pink fur, right? She she looks sort of like a peacock coaching a basketball game. Yeah. A pink peacock. That's it's sort the- of the look.
4: The fact that he's getting the actual jacket, and I knew it would be expensive, expensive because stuff like that is never like cheap unless you find like a dupe, as the kids say. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's wild. Like, I wonder what game he's going to be at.
2: Hey, Kevin, do you know who that guy is? Do you recognize that guy? You should from the softball season. Austin, Huff. no, he is actually on the Odyssey softball team. Who I they did videos with your guy Shane Reardon at the end of every game. And they said, you know, we got that dub. And then, of course, at the end of the year, they didn't get that dub. because G- I D- don't King remember that. I don't yeah. think I saw those accurate. videos. Yeah, Austin's a good yeah. good people. I think he works at US 99. But, yeah, him and Shane okay. do those, those videos at the end. But, yeah, he's easily going to get Cub tickets because the score, which is part of Odyssey, yeah. has Cub tickets. And they probably put
1: him in a good camera good oh, angle. You know, they'll like, put him in the suite. He'll, he'll they'll put
2: him in the booth with a Pat and Ron.
1: Well, now, wait a minute. I've got an idea Then, if if he's going to play for Odyssey, what if when the first game against Odyssey this year in the softball league, somehow we made our own, we just go out and buy some pink feathers and everybody shows up with pink feathered sleeves on their arms and everybody has to play in that until a game is won against Odyssey. Until you can beat Odyssey, everybody has to wear the pink feather sleeves.
2: It's our pittance. I'm in. I it's gonna be a fun so softball ball season.
4: Hi, Rhonda. Oh. Hi, Fake Big Dave. <gasps>
2: do
1: you see what's happening in the chat? I do. What's
4: happening? <gasps> Missy's here. Missy. Missy this the super oh, chat. Four ninety
0: nine. Vote for Missy in the one eight turny. Sorry, Herb. I love you.
1: Wow. With wow, a super that's chat. That's bold and
0: she's the. She's narrowed the lead. It's like fifty two to forty eight.
2: Yeah, it is. She's a tough competitor. I mean, if you guys haven't checked out, like she has great content, even one where she's uh, including the CHO White Sox in, in, in her chat. So it's really uh, clever stuff. And I'm very, very dismayed that it's been so I was up like 57 to 43. I was chilling. Well, now she's making it like hard a... on me. I got to think about extra things to do.
0: We're the this seems like a good Jericho. time to break out what we were we were planning. On yeah, showing you.
4: I think we should I think we should call an audible here and talk about what we were going to talk about. Yeah. Herb, I think this is a good campaign for you because we decided to put together a little mashup side by side of you in a heat trying to race Yasmani Grandal mm-hmm. and chugging a beer. Which one could you do faster? So let's take
0: a look. What do you th- what, what, what do you think uh, you did faster? chugging the beer or the the race
2: just one beer or all three of them
0: one one beer oh, yeah
2: i chug really quickly so the beer i run slowly
0: let's see
1: You uh, are. Come on, you got to vote for Herb. Chugs a beer faster than he runs the 40.
4: I mean, that is so funny. I put all three heaps together <laughs> with your beers, and they almost went, like, perfectly. I think what you did, Herb, is foul and frightening. I'm frightened by the fact that you can do yeah. that.
2: Oh, you mean the falling down? Yeah. I no, I bad. think
4: the beer, chugging, <laughs> the beer chugging is amazing and also scary.
2: I mean god blessed me with very few things but the one thing he did bless me with is to drink beer i've been doing it since i was a child No, and
1: that's how you say sorry for the gas <laughs> what maybe herb's one of those guys that's faster with the ball in his hands than he is you know just running a race herb you should run with the beer in your hand next time when you challenge somebody to a race well the running thing is the problem luke oh.
2: so i'll just walk with the beer in my hand <laughs> instead the running is the problem like the hamstring is like hey you haven't used me in 20 plus years. What are you doing? I'm out and
0: done. How, how would you do if you chugged the three beers and then did this, you know, the 60 foot dash?
2: The weird part about it is I wasn't really drunk after drinking that. I was drinking water too with it. So I don't know why I don't get drunk off of beer anymore. It's I don't know. Yeah. My body is engineered one one way. I would still fall, but I would fall much harder. I wouldn't I wouldn't have the wherewithal to to stop myself and slide i know that seemed like a hard uh slide in that video and people keep on commenting "It's like man how are you all right i'm like i'm you know i've got like pachyderm skin
0: i mean after like two or three beers i become like the world's best darts player like that's you know indisputable focus you so you like i mean you might like get like Usain bolt speed you never know
2: i've never yeah. tried it Maybe I need Thanks. to train a little bit and uh, do it again. I'm going to do it again, but this time probably on an actual track. Whitney Young's right down the street. We kick the kids off and I can actually run it again and try to beat Yasmati this time with the first try.
4: Christina said I would have been on the floor in 30 seconds. That's I <laughs> I could not. I think That's we bad. have another super That's chat that. too, right?
1: Fernando, Fernando, 97 wins. Go Cubs, CHGO stuck. That's a vote. And please Fernando, while you're at it, please vote for Herb. He needs your help.
4: Yeah, look at the video we just showed you guys. He can chug a beer faster than he can run. Vote for Herb. That's your campaign slogan.
2: And Ellie Stein, our guy um, from uh, Israel, he watches us most shows at CHGO White Sox. And it's what, a six to eight hour difference between our shows. And it's like a 10 o'clock game and he's up watching us and commenting. So thank you, Ellie, for the $5 super chat.
4: Nice. You guys are awesome. And I, you know what? I have heard two other people say CHGO, some, oh, yeah. some intern candidates. So I'm Uh-oh. like, hey, make sure if you ever interview with anyone, you know that it's CHGO. Do
1: you mean Maybe former we intern candidates? <laughs>
4: <laughs> or, yeah,
1: you're out. No,
4: they don't know. I, I mean, I guess I could see why it would be CHGO, but it's not.
0: That just, I mean, when you like, when I hear people say that, I just kind of know, well, you've never watched any of our podcasts or, or I don't know. Mm -hmm. So maybe we just need to get, get some more better commercials or marketing out there. And really the the wiener circle, um, video you guys did last opening day where, where the staff there was chanting "CHGO." I mean, that's all we need.
4: That's right. That was the best. Good times. Good times.
0: Yeah. You got anything else for us, Case?
4: Oh, we have one more video. Uh, We talked about this on social media, but this is uh, Bears GM Ryan Poles talking about some of the players that he has that are from the Chicago area or the neighboring areas around Chicago Um, and just what what that is of importance to him and why he thinks that's a good
1: idea. Is it by accident that there are four or five kids now from the Chicago area on this team, or is there something to it for you?
2: No, there's something to it for me. Uh, I think when you have pride of, of your local team that you grew up watching, you knew what, you know, this club meant to the city, and you saw um, some good times, and some good players. I think you're a little bit more motivated to perform at a high level and um, and also lead because you've seen guys do it at a high level before you. So um, I always like that aspect. I think it just means a little bit more.
4: I mean – what do you guys think of that? Because I think that's pretty cool that, you know, even though he isn't necessarily from Chicago, he understands the importance of that.
0: I hope he's right. I think it's like, a, I, okay, like maybe a tiebreaker. Like I wouldn't actually put any real stock in it. And, I, you know, like I think it's fine. And, and maybe if TJ Edwards did agree to a little friendlier deal and you can team build a little bit better because, you know, he's from the North Suburbs sure but you know i kind of always like laugh you know we'll see this with the draft um you'll always see like the midwestern teams picking from from notre dame and northwestern right. and, you know the vikings are picking teams from you know they're picking gophers players and if you go out west uh you know you've got the niners you know picking from stanford or cal just because like you're going to draft like who you're more familiar with and yeah, I think it's cool that the cool on this team and, and Jack Sanborn and T.G. Edwards and these are guys, you know, were probably swaddled in a Bears blanket at the hospital when they were born. And, and that's cool. But so cute. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, was there anyone from Chicago on the 85 Bears?
4: We're not talking about the 85 Bears well, anymore. We're yeah. past
1: We always it. talk it about sense, it, right?
4: We're moving on. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I was yeah. swaddled in a bear's blanket too, but I can't play football. <laughs> so, you know, like you said, Kevin, it only matters if it's a tiebreaker. It's a nice storyline, but it—I uh, don't know if I'm buying what he's saying. Yeah, Pensick like was
0: from Chicago. You're right, Herb. Um,
2: yeah, I would yeah. like it's it's meatball stuff. It's it's giving the fans the red meat. Like, oh uh, well, yeah, sure. you you guys yeah. oh, want Bears fans here? Like, Bears, I don't I don't care Bears if you care about the Bears or, or not. Just play
0: well,
4: right? And well, that was Scroll Stoppers for today.
0: Awesome. Thanks, hey, yeah, uh, Dick Buckus also from Chicago. So I guess if you get Dick Buckus and he's uh, he loves the Bears, then then you get Dick Buckus, right? Just just got to make sure these guys can play. But it makes for a good soundbite. People are responding to it while on social. It's getting retweeted and shared and all that. So, um, yeah, it's red meat. Anyhow, Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, the 50-yard line or courtside or behind home plate, you could probably even go down to Final Four. Like, Texas getting knocked out, I'm sure. Like, you know... The fan bases that are in there probably don't travel all that well. Like, I mean, how many people actually went to Florida Atlantic? So, if you want to get down to find you, probably like this is probably your year to go see a final four. Um, Anyway, it's all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season. It is created by the fans and for the fans and guarantees the best price. If you love CHEO, then you will love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Fire that thing up for opening day. Cubs are playing on Thursday. Sox here next Monday. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And again, make sure you join us on Thursday because it's going to be a huge day. All four of us are going to be out there. Um, you know, Casey's coming along to, to both, both sides. Casey, wait until you get ready for that commute from the north side to the south side. You're going to love it.
4: Listen, somebody has to drive me there. You guys know how it goes with me. I need a ride from one place to the next.
0: (laughs) So I was stuck. Uh, I was going on Cicero uh, to 95th, and I needed gas. Like I was like, you know, I had like five miles left or something. It said five miles to empty, and all those gas stations on Cicero, right by Midway, are jacked up because you know people refilling their their cars or whatever. And I've actually. I don't think I've ever actually been south on Cicero of Midway. Like to me, that was just kind of like the off-chart, uh, like the off-map part of like Grand Theft Auto or whatever. Like you don't know what's what's beyond there. So I'm like, well, I'm just gonna risk it and hope that there is a gas station down there um, and refill my gas tank because um, I'm not paying like four fifty for a tank of gas right now for a gallon. Yeah. Gas station down there. And so anyhow, so I get past there and it's like really bad traffic and the things started clicking towards zero and I was on zero and I was like, holy shit, like I'm going to lose, run out of gas on Cicero. It's already taken me long enough to get here. This is a disaster. And then somehow like a Costco just arose out of nowhere. And thank God Costco has that gas because I was able to pull in. And there was like a long line for, for the gas. I don't even know if I was gonna like, I, I like, I was gonna have to have people push me into the gas station. Uh, luckily, I got up to, uh, and filled up fine. But that's what you're in for, Casey. So
4: no, I'm gonna ride. Well, somewhere. I mean,
0: I have a full gas tank now.
4: Yeah, I don't know, because you guys know I don't drive in the city, so you know we'll figure it out.
2: Well, you don't have. Did to anybody else's parents tell them that uh, you can ride on fumes for twenty miles?
0: Yeah. No. I think, is that true? I think you can. I think, I think you can.
2: I've heard it. I've never tried it.
4: <laughs> I've run out of gas before. My... Who run out of gas? Me.
2: So it's not true?
0: You can't run on fuels I on car 20 literally miles?
4: Stopped, like, <laughs> I was like, holy crap, I ran
0: out of gas. My, my <laughs> wife claims the 20 miles thing and I've told her, like, if you run out of gas, it's not my problem. Like, like you're going to have to call one of your brothers and they'll pick you up. And she's like, that's fine. And so I'm like, I was sitting there yesterday and I'm like, I'm going to be the first one to run out of gas in the, you know, 15, 16 years of our relationship. And I'm never going to live it down. So, but thank God for that, Costco. It really <laughs>
4: happened.
0: Yeah. All right. Looking forward to seeing everyone on Thursday. This has been the Chicago sports podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Herb Luke Casey. It's been a blast. Thank you for filling in for Lawrence. Steven. Uh, we'll also see you out there on Thursday. But uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.
4: Bye.